In 2022, Music Biz premiered the Busy Awards at our annual Music Biz convention. We created these awards as a way to shine a spotlight on the positive things that are being done on a daily basis by companies and individuals across our industry. Welcome to the future of what? I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. Today's episode is the first of two in which we celebrate this year's nominees for the Leading Light Award, which is given to a company or executive that has supported their staff via internal initiatives aimed at improving mental health and well-being and work-life balance. It's all coming up on The Future of What. Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Can I lick the crumbs from your table? My guest today is Andrea Gleason. She's the CEO of TuneCore. Andrea, welcome back to the future of what? Hey, Portia. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you here again so shortly after the last time. I love this. This is, this is so fun to get to talk to my friends over and over. I will accept any invitation from you. <laughs> and especially this one, because this is, this is a really good one. So as everybody knows, uh, we started the Busy Awards last year at Music Biz as a way to celebrate the great things that people in our industry are doing. And one of our awards is called the Leading Light Award. And that award celebrates a company or executive who has supported their staff via internal initiatives aimed at improving mental health and well-being and work-life balance. And so you guys were nominated, and now you are finalists for the Leading Light Awards. So I'm so excited to talk to you about the wonderful things that TuneCore does for its staff and, and everybody else. Yeah, you know, for me, number one, congratulations to you for putting together these awards. I think it helps us remember the things that that make us successful in the industry. So I feel like you've, you've pinpointed some areas that were new to highlight. So really kudos. I love the Busy Awards when you announced these last year. We were so excited that these categories existed and we're just so honored to be included as a finalist. So thank you. Thank you. So what's exciting is is what you guys are doing for your employees. I mean, you know, I received, we received a lot of entries. We received double the number of entries that we got last year. And so, you know, to be select, selected as a four, one of the four finalists is is a big deal because there was a lot of competition. But it just sounds like you guys have really prioritized the health and well-being of your employees. So do you want to tell us about what you guys do? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I came into my more expanded leadership role actually during the pandemic. What a time to come into leadership (laughs) when none of us had it figured out. And there was just a lot of changes in how we had to work. We had to work remotely. We had the lines between our work lives and our personal lives really, really blurred because we were working where we were living. Mm -hmm. And so it was really important for us to step back and think about how do we do all these ambitious things that we wanted to accomplish for the company. But the the people, the way we're going to do that is with our people. And I have just a really big philosophy that if you focus on your people first, and then it's it's going to help you actually execute better. And uh, because ultimately, they need to be at their best if you're going to be able to do the things you want to accomplish. And so we really took some very thoughtful, concerted efforts to to think about the dynamics we were in at the time with the remote work, to think about, you know, what do our employees want? Um, so we reviewed, you know, we do surveys to find out what what 
we could be doing better, what they what we're doing well, as well as looked at exit interviews. I think those are very, very helpful to inform, you know, what areas uh, you need to really focus on. And so with all of that in mind, we we wanted to change, change a few things. One, um, in New York, you have something called half day Fridays during the summers. Mm-hmm. And so we had 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 that in place. Uh, so essentially, uh, you end at one o'clock work business hours on Fridays uh, through the summer. And what we saw is that during the summer, the productivity actually didn't decrease. In fact, it got better. Mm-hmm. And so we really had this this discussion among the leadership team is, and it, we just decided, hey, what if we made that year round? What if we made that a part of like what Tunecore is all about because, you know, you just, it means that meetings will end at one o'clock and then people can, you know, go cut out for the weekend if they want to go do that or they can get that doctor's appointment in because we were getting feedback from some of our team members that they didn't, couldn't quite get their doctor's appointments in because the schedule was so busy again because we had all these ambitions and very full schedule and they didn't want to miss something. And so we just saw this need to kind of carve out some space where, team members could use that time however they preferred, or if they wanted to use it to catch up on their emails or get organized for the next week, or just, again, use that time with their family and friends. And so we made that change, and it has continued to be the single biggest loved benefit that I have for the company. So we went to essentially a four and a half day work week. So that that was a, a big change that we made. We also really set out guidelines for how to communicate over Slack and email, where we essentially reminded everybody how you can actually schedule your emails and schedule your Slacks. It it became clear to me, like, for example, when I, you know, I have little kids at home and I even had uh, my son during the pandemic. And sometimes the best time for me to catch up on my emails was late at night after the kids were in bed. And I didn't want to be sending out emails at 10 o'clock because that meant that people were thinking they needed to be on and responding to me at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like an email for me is scary. Right. So we uh, we just, self-party included, created these guidelines that, hey, here are the hours you should try to send emails between if you're actually, because it's more convenient for you like it is for myself, to do that kind of work during other hours, schedule them. So that way we're creating an environment where everybody doesn't feel like they are on 24 hours a day. So those are the kind of things that we just set at a very senior level that really created better boundaries around work and personal life, especially through the lens of the pandemic. And we've carried it forward even after we came back uh, in person at the office. I love that. I think that's so great. I also love it that you guys have unlimited sick day policy Mm -hmm. and 16 weeks paid leave at 100% salary for new parents. Which is oh, I so want to talk about that one uh, yes. because that one I was really, really passionate about. I'm, I'm a mom of a two and a four-year-old. And the first maternity leave that I had, we had eight weeks paid. I had eight weeks paid. This was before when I was um, I was not in my role and it was a different leadership. And I just found that so short. I was, you know, I had a C-section and I just, I just wanted to create an environment where we gave time for our staff to have that bonding time with their kids. And a couple things important there is that it was important for any any new parent. And um, I think about myself with, you know, the dynamic I have with my husband. Like, 
he more than splits the work with me at home with my kids. And mm-hmm. I couldn't do this job if I didn't have a partner who didn't expect me after I did my full day at work to actually do the laundry and feeding all the kids and doing all the shopping. Like we like divide and conquer on that. And I think it was as much as it's like a drop in the bucket to, you know, think about, okay, how do you help also the fathers in our company be more involved at home and in the larger workforce and probably not really making a huge impact with just my company, but it sets the right tone and a part of a bigger solution that, it, you know, we want all parents to bond. And, you know, when I spoke to my male colleagues, they were essentially just as interested in bonding with their kids. Um, I was talking to Matt, our, our CFO, and he's like, yeah, I had three days off as a father, as a new father when my kids were little. And that's not fair, you know? And so I think it was a real opportunity for us to just rethink, okay, well, what is maternity paternity leave? Why Why is it like that? It should be any new parent, whether it's like a birth parent, whether it's an adoptive parent, whether you're in a same gender relationship, whatever the situation is, you, you need that bonding time. And that also was, you know, a, a big effort that we made was that we wanted, it was, it, I, you know, we have a very niche business at TuneCore and institutional knowledge is like treasure. Uh, you want to build on that. And I want to be able to keep my teams working at TuneCore and feeling like the company is supporting them through their life changes hmm. and not feeling like they have to go somewhere else to have, you know, uh, the right benefit packages where they are able to go through those life changes. And especially as, you know, I want to keep some of the more senior members of my team in the organization. So just doing this and doing it right was super, super important that we we made a very strong uh, new caregiver leave program. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it's so critical for those. I mean, I just remember when my son was born, it was like, I don't even, re- I barely remember the first seven months. It was just like chaos all the time and such, you know, if, and if my husband hadn't been able to share that with me, I don't know where we would be. I mean, it was, you know, it, it's a stressor to just figure out which one of us is going to go get more milk, you know? <laughs> it was, totally. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely, I always wonder how people single parent. I think that those people deserve, you know, platforms and, and money and limousines and <laughs> just everything because they, they do such an amazing job. I have like the utmost respect for single parents. I I know how hard it is to be a parent with like two two like parents that are very involved and you know any that's all the more the new situation you don't know what those situations are and so you want to make sure that you're setting setting up all your team members to be set up for for being a part of their new new family member's life. That is fantastic. And you are also I think this is really um special too. You know, it's in the application that was sent in for your nomination, it said TuneCore's employees only make up half of its true workforce. The other half are its artists. And so last year you hosted your first artist and industry-facing mental health support event, which is amazing. Yeah, you know, and we wanted to bring together experts that can can help with with you know, topics that our artists like experience with anxiety, you know, the, the more is being demanded of artists today than ever, because, you know, you need to be on social media, you need to be, you know, always on everything I just mentioned about like, what my team experienced during the pandemic. This is like, the new world for artists today with having mm-hmm. to be like, 
doing their concerts, writing their music, on social media, responding to their their audiences. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. And it, we just, you know, every, we do a year-round kind of calendaring about the important things that we need to be routing our circles around for initiatives we do for our artists. And, you know, during Mental Health Month, it was really, really important that we did this session just exactly around these topics to help provide not just experts giving advice about it, but also ongoing resources to be able to help our artists and songwriters uh, know, you know, what is available to them around how how they can have, um, you know, just better mental health. That is fantastic. Well, Andrea Gleason, I am very impressed by what you guys do at TuneCore every day. It's very important. I'm glad we're able to shine a spotlight on it. And good luck uh, with your Busy Award nomination. Thank you so much. Uh, and it's such an honor just to be nominated. So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to talk about some of the things we did. And looking forward to seeing everybody at, uh, at Music Week, not too far away. Absolutely. Okay, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And that's our show. Our theme song is Mind Your Own Business by the Delta Five and is played by permission. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Today's show was engineered by Clark Buckner at Relationary Marketing in Nashville and was produced by Dana Rogers and Henrik Bick. I'm Portia Sabin, president of the Music Business Association. See you next time. Can I have a taste of your ice cream?